Morena, and welcome to the Dawn Chorus. I'm Bernard Hickey. This is my daily podcast that goes out every morning with my email newsletter, the Dawn Chorus, on my substack called La Kaka, in which I take a look at one particular thing, piece of news, that I think is important uh, to look at in our political economy through the lens of focusing on housing affordability, climate change and child poverty. Today I want to have a look at the speed with which we are reducing emissions and in particular our agricultural emissions. We obviously have the Carbon Zero Act which is aiming to reduce our emissions by 2050 to net zero. And we have a bunch of forecasts and plans to do that, but most of the action, if you like, is in the second half of this period until 2050. And that's in particular the case with agriculture, which is not in the emissions trading scheme yet, is due to go in within a couple of years, but it's not clear exactly how it will go in. The big hope with agriculture is that new technology is found to reduce methane emissions and the use of particular types of seaweed, various farming techniques, some technology are being looked at and quite a lot of money is being spent, including public money, on research and development to achieve these uh, aims. However, also, we are seeing significant work, if you like, in emissions reduction punted into the last decade of the 2020 to 2050 period. The problem is we actually need to reduce emissions much faster than that if we are going to get anywhere near the one and a half degrees warming that the planet is likely to see and beyond which we're in a dangerous situation with the risk of feedback loops that push us into uh, a planet destroying three, four degrees plus. And the sorts of evidence that we're seeing in the last few years shows that, if anything, the planet is warming faster than we expected and therefore the action is needed faster than we expected. It's a couple of bits of news that I think is worth highlighting over the last few days which reinforce that need. In particular, the uh, studies that came out on Friday which confirmed that the Arctic is warming four times faster than the rest of the planet. Up until recent months, the assumption from the evidence around was that the Arctic was warming two times faster than the rest of the planet. However, because of the way that the Arctic, if you like, uh, traps the heat and uh, is warming faster than the rest of the planet, this is particularly dangerous. In particular, the uh, melting of the Arctic ice cap and the uh, melting of the ice cap on Greenland will help to raise sea levels. And the warming of those seas in the Northern Hemisphere have the potential to turn into a feedback loop that further warms the rest of the planet. 
Also, over the weekend, I stumbled across a uh, excellent post from Melanie Newfield, who is a Wellington-based science writer who looks at climate change uh, in particular and has written an excellent piece on methane, an explainer of how methane warms the planet and why it's important for New Zealand. Obviously, um, we have an awful lot of cattle and sheep, and it turns out methane warms the planet in a particularly aggressive way in the first 10 to 20 years of its existence. Unlike carbon dioxide, which remains in the atmosphere forever, methane is in the atmosphere and warms the planet faster than carbon dioxide in its first 10 to 20 years, and then uh, combines with ozone uh, to become not so dangerous. Unfortunately, um, our vision of carbon zero by 2050 has meant a lot of the action and a lot of the assumptions about our climate change efforts and the effects of uh, uh, methane emissions have been backloaded uh, into the 2040 to 2050 decade. And you can see that reflected in the fact that farming is not part of the emissions trading scheme and that a lot of our uh, uh, efforts are focused on research and development to find new ways to reduce methane emissions rather than actually just reducing methane emissions by reducing cow numbers. And in particular, you're seeing other countries taking more aggressive immediate action to reduce the methane emissions from cows. The Netherlands, for example, is looking to halve its cow herd within the coming few years, which is causing all sorts of political grief over there, but is um, a sign of more aggressive action by some. Also stumbled across a piece of news out of the FT, which there's a link to in the email newsletter, about the growing push by the United Nations Race to Zero organization to push the uh, various financial uh, groups that are also committing to net zero to be more aggressive about their reductions, and in particular to stop any support for coal uh, investment. Now, the uh, Glasgow uh, financial uh, group of pension funds and other investors that controls trillions of dollars of investment have been not as aggressive on reducing emissions. And the latest clash point is with the United Nations saying there should be a complete ban on coal investments. And that'll be something I have a look at in the next uh, few weeks to see whether our NZ Superfund and the ACC are being quite as aggressive as the UN would like on reducing their investments in fossil fuels completely. Because at the moment, there is a real concern growing that a lot of the financial commitments by various large fund managers and companies are in fact along the greenwashing lines and again also uh, push the hard work out into that last decade when it's clear we need a lot more action now. I'm going to focus in the next few months on uh, what a more immediate climate change set of actions would be in Aotearoa, New Zealand, particularly around transport but also around agriculture. And I welcome suggestions on lines of inquiry and information uh, that could uh, help me look further into this from paid subscribers to the Kaka who support the work I'm doing. Kaki te anō.